0: How's everybody doing? It is the return of the Birds and the Lees. Mm-hmm. Kim and I coming to you from the upstairs game room because the kids are back in school. They're back on Wednesday nights with the youth group. Yep. And we now have the time to sit down and talk with you. We
1: now have alone time again.
0: We do have alone time again. It's mm. kind of nice, you Yeah, know? It just depends on the week if being alone with me is frustrating. That's true. Yeah. So... Um, it has been quite a while.
1: It has. It looks like our last post was maybe July 6th.
0: July 6th, yes. But we did give a heads up that it was yeah. going to be, yeah, that our summers would be a little bit uh, light in terms of recording. But yeah, it's been crazy. Um, yeah. A lot yeah. has happened
1: uh, yes. since then. It's um, been such a busy time. Did August happen? I'm not sure. Uh, well, we're still technically in it. So oh, see? Yes, it's well, still going on. I get to enjoy a, a day?
0: You do get to enjoy a day. It has been so busy. I know. It's been pretty crazy. Um, Mm -hmm. In the interim, since the last time we talked, we've been on a trip. Mm -hmm. um, And in that, we helped, to a degree, helped your uh, mom uh, move with her
1: right husband they, we'll, we'll say we helped get her settled
0: we helped we helped unpack some things yeah but they went through their moving and uh they're now you know living in colorado full-time mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. a little bit uh, jealousy inducing but yep. totally cool um you know we had a lot of stuff going on at the church we had mm-hmm. trips i wasn't a part mm-hmm. of those trips but while people were out kind of holding down the fort so mm-hmm. all that to say uh we are in some ways, uh, thankful that school has started. I yeah. always like summer, so it's harder. It's hard for me to swing back into the school year and all of a sudden. It's yeah, here, but um, I
1: I think it has gotten a lot better. School year has mm-hmm. since our kids are no longer little.
0: Yes, we they don't they're not as dependent upon us.
1: No, I loved the elementary years. I hated school mornings. Carline was oh my, my least my favorite. Gosh. I hated it. Like what? Whatever person decided car lines had to be that stressful needs a real stern talking to and a timeout.
0: Well, but see, I don't want to blame the teachers, because I think the teachers, that's not on them. That's on the moms and dads I... who do the drop. Yeah. I mean... I know.
1: The the parents don't make good choices, but they don't have a lot of options sometimes. Uh, you know, lining... <laughs>
0: Lining up at 1230 for a 250 pickup, yeah. I, I'm going to say that probably is a choice that okay, you make.
1: That So pickup doesn't bother me as much as drop off. Drop
0: off is the worst.
1: I just feel like there could be different energy from the people opening the door.
0: You mean in the school? Yeah. Uh, you know, I can agree to that to some uh, yeah, but I honestly think the energy, the thing that frustrated me was not the teachers because mm-hmm. I generally feel like the teachers are pretty warm. Yeah. It was, it was the, the parents who, uh, didn't understand the etiquette for the, uh, drop off line is to drop off your kid and get out of there.
1: Okay. Okay. Fair enough, but they should have a three strikes and you're out rule. That's true. That's a good one. if you sit too long and you are making your child's peanut butter and jelly sandwich while we're all waiting, then you no longer get drop off. You have to walk your child (laughs) from not school property.
0: Yeah, that was, uh, (laughs) was, you know, I never had the peanut butter and jelly, but a lot of times it was the... uh, You know, my favorite was the get out and have a conversation with them—a rah rah conversation—in you know, on the sidewalk. Yeah. Uh, The other one, the other one I loved was when the kids would all get out on multiple sides of the car, and nobody knew where anybody was. Right. And
1: how many kids do you have? How many did you have yesterday? Why do you have three extra?
0: And mom's looking around trying to figure out where everybody is, and then all of a sudden, you know, it's chaos. But yeah. Um. Yeah, so we're back, and it's nice because we got a high schooler.
1: She can help with lots of chores.
0: She can. We got
1: driving chores.
0: Yeah, we've got an almost high schooler who is he's independent, rides his bike to school. So um, we're kind of we're kind of in a good spot. It'll be interesting uh, because. When she goes off to college, she's going to continue to live here because yeah. she's going local. And
1: be even more helpful.
0: Yes. I mean, <laughs> she thinks, oh, I'm 18. I can do whatever. Else. Yeah, but you're still living in my house. Yeah. So unless you want to go discover what the real world is like, mm-hmm. you're going to kind of be... But I'm not worried about that because she's really good about those kind of things. So mm-hmm. so anyway, so high school. Mm-hmm. We were going to talk about high school tonight.
1: We are. Yeah. So we were going to do three things we don't know about each other but those are really hard. Well,
0: and hard because I talk a lot. Mm. And I've pretty much told every story. Yeah. I think to you. I think.
1: Well, and I, maybe that's the issue is I'm not sure where to start to find the ones I haven't told you. They just kind of yeah. come out when we're talking. And I, I do think I have more stories I haven't told you than you have not told me.
0: Because
1: often you'll be like, you never told me that.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple in there. Yeah. Um, but, you know. I have other ways of finding out those things about you. Yeah. 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 And some of those I've learned recently. Uh, yeah. Which has been kind of fun. But, uh, yeah, high school, I think we, I don't know if we had significantly different high school experiences. We might have.
1: I think they were, I mean, we both came from middle class families. Yeah. We were in the Dallas DFW area. Well,
0: yeah, part of, part of mine was.
1: Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm
0: just saying, I, I went to two different high schools in two significantly different areas of the U.S. So, what
1: year did you go into Flower Mound High School?
0: Uh, went to Marcus in '90.
1: No, freshman, sophomore, junior, senior.
0: Oh, junior. So I had two years okay. up north and then two years yeah. um, in in at Marcus, which was. Uh, significantly different experience The two yeah. places are totally different
1: So our idea was Maybe that we could just exchange What our good, bad, and ugly were mm. Of high school um, yeah. yeah So we, we just kind of scrapped the idea we had Because it just became a little overwhelming To try to find those three Stories that Nathan yeah. didn't know
0: <laughs> Yeah, to try to narrow it down to three Or yeah. even find three that yeah. Kim didn't know about me Because yeah. she pretty much knows them all um well okay so you're a lifelong dallasite mm-hmm. so you you were in the pl- the same place the longest mm-hmm. so why That's don't true. you start what was uh okay so what were the positives what do you remember about high school that you go okay i think finally on that and that was good
1: um i think something that i really cherished was a I'm going to call it life group or Bible study because we did more than just Bible study, but it was with a group of girls. So we were grouped by randomness, but we were all in the same high high school program. So we had like a senior in there and a junior and a sophomore, kind of splattering of different ages within there. We were all from very different backgrounds. Um, some of them were very testing the limits. Some of them were, there was about six of us to eight of us, depending. Some of them really worked hard academically. I mean, it was a mix. There was no common thread. The only common thread we had was a pair of twins. (laughs) So they clearly had some likenesses. Um, That life group taught me a lot. And was a foundation for what I see life groups as today and how to be strong in my faith during really hard times. Now, interesting enough, I don't think any of those girls really connected with me. Hmm. It was not about the connection I had with them, but the leader, Terry, it's, I know none of them will probably ever listen to this. Um, The leader really just dove into our lives in a lot of different ways. I feel like all the other girls connected and I was kind of on the outside, but that was okay. That's fine. I was still in a Bible study where I was going really deep. We did a lot of studies that were just intense and very big learning moments for me. Mm -hmm. Um, We did a study on Satan and all the things surrounding that, that came into our lives. That was, yeah, it was really deep. Um, so I, that's one thing I did was take a chance on being in a group with un, people unlike me. Yeah. And I loved them for two years. We were only together two years, mm-hmm. but I, you know, I was part of their life for two years and I think that's one of the best things I could have done. Cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I had a, I would say the positives, the things I remember are the most fondly centered around, uh, centered around the people I was involved with at a church or a Mm -hmm. small group, like you're saying. Um, You know, like I said, we moved midway. I moved midway through high school. So I went from the Northeast in Pennsylvania to Texas, two distinctly different places. You
1: know, you don't talk a lot about your youth group that you had in Pennsylvania. Did you have one? Yeah,
0: we did. It was interesting because I was going to a church, real small, free Methodist church Uh, uh, near our house. And I was literally, at one point, the only high school guy. Uh, we okay. had a couple of people who would show up from time to time, but that was really it. Yeah. And so uh, my dad and a couple other guys decided to uh, kind of join forces with another church mm. across town. Interestingly enough, my middle school, all the way through high school there, Crush, mm-hmm. went to this church. So, of course, I was all all about it. Mm-hmm. And, and we actually became really good friends um, and, uh, you know, it's been many years, sometimes every once in a while on Facebook might just say hi, but anyway, all that to say was we went to, we had these church combined youth groups. We, so, uh, the primary bulk of the group was from this other church and mm-hmm. then it was me. Uh, so I, I like to say that really I just started going there cause mm-hmm. I mean, it really wasn't much of a, of sure. a you know, con- a contribution from ours. So it was a good group. I made a lot of good friends. We were very active and. Uh, you know, we did lots of retreats and, mm. and things like that, you know, the typical youth group stuff. But some of my best friends from up there came from that group. Mm. Um, and, you know, it was friends with them for many years. So, uh, but it was the, the group here that was the part where I probably started growing the most. So mm. when we moved, we had to find a church and we picked one, one Sunday and sure. checked it out. And it was the first day for this particular youth pastor to be there on staff or officially and uh got to know him he's really awesome and and then one day he put together a small group with a bunch of guys, and we were all really different mm. um you know one guy worked you know loved working on cars, he had long hair down in the middle of his back. one guy was on the golf team uh, one guy was a soccer player, you know, mm. and one football player, and then there's me i'm not involved in any of that stuff so Uh, again all got to be really good friends uh, really encouraged one another it was a great great time like I can't Mm -hmm. imagine a better time uh, to be around a bunch of guys and I think in that particular youth group experience it was neat to see it was neat to kind of be kind of the we felt like the founding uh, members of the group because that's Mm -hmm. where it really took off and what Mm -hmm. it became later on kind of started there so yeah yeah, I'd say that was that. Those were the most positives. Even when things were bad, there was always a positive that surrounded that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Was there anything specific in school that was really positive for you? I th- I think I know of one, but I want you to.
0: Um. Whew, uh, when we moved here. I had a very poor experience at school up north. Um, mm-hmm. It wasn't great, but when I moved here, wait,
1: quick question: yeah. Was it the same structure as here? Like ninth, tenth, eleventh? Yeah, it was okay. all the
0: same. You know, sixth uh, through eighth was middle school. Ninth, tenth, eleventh, twelfth was high school. Really small though. There was only like three hundred people mm-hmm. in my high school, uh, and then um, maybe even less than that. But in your
1: high school there was six hundred?
0: No, three hundred.
1: 300 300 so in ninth, our high school so ninth through 12th you had 100
0: maybe each, give maybe or take. Okay. it okay. may not even been that many Okay. going back through the yearbook I don't even know if it was that many um but here it was a negative experience here I was really kind of excited but also didn't want to move you know you're conflicted on that mm-hmm. but we get here and one the thing I liked the most one was in a school of 2500 you can kind of disappear, disappear you can and I needed that I needed to disappear but at the same time you know it's Texas people are really friendly and I met uh I met one of my best high school friends who have reconnected years and years and years later and uh, don't get to see him much now but Mm -hmm. uh I was in the first day of class uh German class and John Metrellis is his Mm -hmm. name and John uh... Took me under his wing for the day, I guess. I'm just a big, gregarious, friendly guy. Like,
1: And you, um, that hasn't changed. And it hasn't
0: changed. He's exactly <laughs> the same. Yeah. Uh, but just a big, bright, fun, you know, he's the kind of guy that you go, okay, he immediately makes me feel welcome, right? And John, that was a big deal for me because I don't do well in those situations, but to mm. have somebody immediately make you feel like, okay, this person actually is likes me
1: what a huge statement it is I mean and can we talk about how John found a woman who is like
0: yeah that
1: times two she's amazing (laughs) as well
0: yeah they are they are awesome Mm -hmm. and uh so that was a big deal for me and I remember that and it's interestingly enough after John graduated he was a year ahead of me we didn't see each other until like 2012 I was looking for a job and we sat down and he was looking for people at a company and it was fun. It was like we sat down and there was that same excitement and joy and fun. So I would say you know, that's one of the most positive because that experience in high school led me to meet a lot of my very lifelong friends. So
1: Yeah, John and Amy are awesome um people.
0: Yep. And I they're those super cool.
1: They're those people that you feel like you don't have to see every year to catch up, but man, when you do, it's three hours of just dumping.
0: And I'm sorry that we <laughs> haven't gotten together. We yeah, they've have. been
1: kinda busy. They've they, been he's a little busy. Been like, kicking cancer's tail and yeah, stuff so yeah. been you know. busy
0: but at yeah. the same time i feel bad we haven't like we'll catch up with them. Hi.
1: amy and i talk so oh that's good we'll make i'll send her this um okay so i german class you bring up a lot <laughs> so was that a good experience for you
0: yeah it was fun okay. uh, what about i mean we're telling a lot of stories about me mm-hmm. you know uh german class was fun it was it was one of those ones where I think I learned something, but mostly we just had fun. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was, you know, go make a movie with this many German words in it. And we would just repeat one word over and over a hundred times and, and then work on making a ridiculous movie. Yeah. Um, it was, you know, that's where I got in through German class. That's where I got involved in Odyssey the Mine here in Texas. And we just had a blast. I mean, it, it was fun. I had good friends, but it was really one of those classes that you're like, okay, this is really not getting me anywhere. Yeah. except the relationships i have with people right
1: which is now turns out funny enough is the most important thing yeah so (laughs) what
0: about you i mean like you've always talked about how school was hard
1: yeah the learning
0: side the academic side was difficult
1: yeah my adhd really um gave me some tricks (laughs) yeah so that that made high school really hard um academically socially i think at that point i it, it was a learning time for me to mm-hmm. be okay about not being the coolest person in the room. Yeah, And I'm really thankful because I know that a lot of people experience that in college. And when you're alone, that is a hard lesson to mm-hmm. learn. But I had not many friend groups that okay. I was really accepted in and I mean they invited me to everything I was a part of everything most of the friend groups I were in I was were in, I was in mm-hmm. um, just would go do things and then forget to ask me mm. and that was tough but yeah, it, that is hard. it was a learning curve for me that I don't have to be invited to everything mm-hmm. they do and once I figured that out about my senior year and I was like doesn't matter if you invite me or not, and I would go off and make new friends, or I would go off and go for a jog or whatever. Yeah, all of a sudden, my world started expanding, mm-hmm. and I made more friends, and I got to be part of the group that included people. And that, yeah. I mean, you know, this about me, it really that season of my life spurred mm-hmm. me to never leave anybody out intentionally. Yeah. yeah, that happened to me a lot, and it hurt. Yeah, I had one friend named Cheryl and I haven't seen her since high school, but I can say that she was probably my most consistent friend Mm -hmm. in high school. I had friends I had known forever, but she was the most consistent consistent. and most caring to make sure I was invited and engaged. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think when you, when you, ever you mention that it's a hard, that's the hardest lesson, especially to watch your kids go through is realizing you, you're not going to be friends with everybody.
1: No uh, and, and some
0: people are going to be intentionally mean. Mean.
1: And I know my friends always tease me I can be a lot.
0: <laughs> no.
1: I know my opinions are big and I have big emotions, <laughs> but some of my best friends right now know that those emotions happen pretty short. Yeah, they're they're yeah. short-lived and then I have can have really great conversations about why. Yeah. But you've got to get through my the Kim's silly big emotional bursts. Yeah.
0: <laughs> nope. I get that. Yeah.
1: So I would say that in school, like the things that happened mm-hmm. have nothing to do with actual academics like yours because they were lessons I needed to learn for later on. And I probably for being a pastor's wife, if I'm yeah. being real you know, honest.
0: Well, yeah, that, that does help that because you, you immediately in that role, you're in yeah. a whole different sphere. Yeah. Um, whether you like it yeah. or not, the way people perceive, the way people approach, it's going to be yeah. in a different sphere.
1: Yeah, yeah. We, I like to remind our whole family sometimes that we do live in a glass house and what we do every moment matters. It matters how we love people and yeah. how we engage people. So, yes, I think God mm. was 100% preparing the way.
0: Yeah. So, you know, that's kind of a, we're kind of overlapping positives and negatives. Yeah. Um, You know, we talk about you know school was, but you had that you had that safety net of church Mm -hmm. Um, always. Yeah, you always had that, and you were in an interesting position of having your dad be a part of serving in that. Yeah, Uh, you were too. To yeah, to a degree, I think you had more of an experience with your dad. I think I think he was far more.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean,
0: leading the group.
1: Yeah. So my dad was an. I'm gonna call it like para professional sub intern yeah when a youth pastor would leave our church which happened every three to four years depending it wasn't very often actually he would kind of step in administratively and mm-hmm. make sure all the things got done I remember it happening twice it may have been three times uh-huh. um, it may have been more than that I don't know but um, so he was often the impetus for me to see how churches behaved and how you can affect change and he was a very quiet man most of the time as far as his demeanor yeah he could be silly and loud but day-to-day he was quiet that was good for me to see Mm -hmm.
0: yeah do you think uh was he more comfortable around students
1: Mm. yes yeah i think i identified with them a lot more than adults
0: yeah well i mean that's honestly that's what i feel like you know this time that i i identify more with students or kids than i do adults
1: but and i think in some ways he was kind of ahead of his time in some of his like looking back i'm like huh my dad had some design ideas that actually now people would kill for like you know He wanted open concept living. Oh yeah! In the eighties, we were putting up all the walls. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And his ideas behind youth ministry, even yeah, a lot of them were unheard of or kind of looked down upon at the time. Not looked. I mean, his team loved the ideas. Yeah. Other churches looked at it and were like, "You are crazy." Yeah. What are you thinking?
0: Yeah, you kind of have to have people who are willing to break the mold. Um, yeah to keep it from getting old
1: yeah he was good at breaking the mold (laughs) there's a story about nathan thinks it's so funny my dad accidentally created concrete in an event we had a five-day event every year for the newcomers that were coming from well richardson was different so richardson had them coming or dallas from yeah when you got to sixth grade then you went into high middle school yeah so the new seventh graders, we would have a week-long event. every day was something different. My dad decided to have a food fight and apparently <laughs> it was like flour, oatmeal, and water equals concrete.
0: Actually, you know what? Huh? We did the same thing. We but it didn't turn till concrete to concrete until I spilled it in the trunk of my car.
1: <laughs> well, we added water to it. Okay. So, you probably had some kind of humidity getting in there.
0: Well, yeah, we had originally, it was after we used it. Yes. Like, like. Yes.
1: I, he said there was something they added, so they had chocolate and stuff. Uh-huh. And one of the guys at church happened to be like a biochemist. Yeah, and he yeah. was like, "Oh, well, you know." He and he gave all these technical jargon. He was like, "You use the three ingredients that basically create a solid that's as strong as concrete." Yeah,
0: that's what we did because I had it like I would dribble dribble it in my car in the yeah. trunk, and it would just be stuck there. Yeah, that's really funny. So yeah, we created the same kind of concrete.
1: Yeah. You're, so yeah. my experience with having a parent in ministry was. Amazing. I mean, that end of it, as far as like, now, did I have to volunteer a lot? Yep.
0: Yeah, that just goes with it.
1: Yeah. Did we have a lot of like planning events at our house for the whole church uh, youth group? Yeah. Because we would always do a year and a half in advance. So, Uh like, March, we were planning for the entire next school year yeah, all the way through yeah. August. So we would have events at our house that would last for eight hours because mm, mm. each group would take like a month and plan it.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And I mean, the, the, that's a lot. But it was done. We did it <laughs> once know. a year and we, and we were done and our, we never thought about it again. Yeah. And but they also did all the marketing like all of that was taken care of in one day, so we just walk. You know, the youth pastor didn't have to spend time on it. We just walked away, knowing what our job. You was. You had a
0: full playbook by the yeah. end of it. Yeah.
1: So, but man, those weekends <laughs> they they were busy, but they were fun.
0: Yeah. No, I think that that sounds awesome. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you're th- you're talking about games. Um. Oh, you geez. and I have been listening to Youth Group Chronicles, yes. which is a great podcast. Yes. Go listen to it. Um, but, uh, we were, you know, they tell stories of people's experience, youth pastors and, and youth kids, but, yeah. and then some of these stories we relate to, but I can remember this one stupid game we came up with and I may have already been out of high school and I was helping with the youth. Oh, cre-
1: youth created games yeah. are the best. So we would, they uh, never fail.
0: Nope. And, and, uh, we had this one where you, we had ropes laying on the ground and you had to have a trash can over your head. And look down Mm. and try to follow the rope Mm -hmm. without... Now, Mm -hmm. there were multiple people on the ropes. In many different ropes. In many different ropes. So, the idea was they might bump into each other. But but to make it more interesting, we had people running alongside them with wiffle ball bats...
1: Oh, beating, disorienting them. Beating, this sounds great.
0: <laughs> beating the trash cans with <laughs> wiffle ball bats. So it was really like l- I, it was like, awful.
1: That's an odd way to play. How yeah. big was this field? Are we talking? about- It was about- a big.
0: I mean, we were out and uh, we were out at somebody's uh, house on okay. the lake. So they had horses, and so it was it was a horse pasture. Okay, is what so it was. Real big. It was loud. real big, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah it was just i mean you're sitting there nobody got hurt that's the interesting thing nobody got hurt except like their eardrums
1: did you guys ever do car wars like i can't believe i'm saying this online to a to a place where it would be recorded there so we used to have car wars where we would like tag each other but not physically with our cars clearly but with our bodies we would like it'd be a friday night and i'd look at a dude he'd be standing next to me and be like dave you're it and i would just run and go drive have you heard this story
0: uh maybe maybe nathan <laughs>
1: so many stop signs that i should have never run nice. because there was nobody coming and i yeah, had to get ahead get, of this guy that was now driving behind me and then i knew we're a Maybe a cul-de-sac was off yeah. the street, and I'd go in there in my little Mustang, and I'd do like a, you know, what three sixty? Is that all the way one eighty? Maybe, maybe one eighty 180. 180 to go one eighty to yeah. go back around. He'd whip past me, and I mean, <laughs> we did that for like a month. And I was like, "This is not a smart no, game." Once I safe. figured out what I was doing,
0: <laughs> yeah. That Fortunately, was... our children will be older when they hear this. Um, yeah, yeah, we, we would go, I mean, we spent a lot of time, you know, people always ask me, like, I, I feel like I grew up at a pretty cool time because early nineties, you know, that's when we had grunge hit, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, Pearl Jam, Nirvana, I can remember getting Nevermind Nirvana's album and driving up and down main street in Louisville, just listening to it over and over and over. But eventually you would get bored and have to go. So
1: I'm going to give you my opinion on this music thing. Yeah. I don't like it at all. I know, but I think we were blessed to grow up in an era where it didn't matter if I don't like it. Yeah, because it gave us all and lots of options of what to listen to. Yeah, and I a- do love that about our age is there were so many different, and I know every generation that comes after. There's more and more and more, but I feel like I would even I would even say the early seventies there started to be an explosion of different types of music. That really allowed for people who didn't like very specific genres. Well, I
0: think that's what we've lost, right? Like, I I I feel like we've lost the variety of music. Mm. It's diminished, and it all pretty much sounds the same. Mm. Nobody's really.
1: I don't feel like you're saying like at that point in time it was more um, segregated, and that was good because it allowed you
0: yeah i mean i wouldn't segregate it sounds so negative i just think there was such a variety of people trying different things yeah i felt like there was just up until like the mid-2000s everybody was trying you know 2010 2011 everybody was doing different stuff and i feel like Mm -hmm. now that's a narrower uh group of people but
1: i would say it's also harder to get to right maybe like how many new radio stations do you hear of yeah, you, don't, you don't because nobody that. listens to them. They all pull up their, you know, whatever Spotify has already triggered, yeah, and just do it that way.
0: Yeah, yeah. You so, okay?
1: You keep looking at your computer.
0: I'm just watching it, making sure it's still oh, working. Oh, okay. And also, I was gonna burp, so I leaned to the side so oh, I wouldn't burp into sorry. the mic. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Um. Anyway, I thought I had a story. I was telling a story, but I forgot it. So, um. Anyway, yeah.
1: I asked you a question. I'm sorry.
0: I'm trying to remember it.
1: You were talking about going up and down Main Street. Oh, we were
0: going up and down Main Street. And, uh, well, we would get bored. And we decided there's a bridge out here in the Flower Mound Louisville Old Alton Bridge. It's actually in Copper Canyon, goat but man? Is it- it's Goatman's Bridge, okay. which you know everybody has their urban legends. This was the urban legend that somebody'd been killed at the bridge and there was a Goatman okay, ghost and
1: That's a pretty big legend. It's it is. been on like any ghost show we ever watch yeah. It's so funny. It'll be like going after Sasquatch, right? And all of a sudden they'll be like, you know, in Texas there's, and I'm like, well, how how did this one bridge become so popular? Well,
0: it's it's a famous story. In fact, there's another podcast yeah. in the area uh, uh, that did a little episode um, where they went out and visited it. it yeah. It's, uh and took pictures it's not it's a different bridge now the old bridge is still there but they used to be you had to drive across it now you don't drive across mm-hmm. it you go to a different bridge, now it's a but,
1: picture location yeah
0: it's a picture location so but at the time it was a dirt road and i remember one night we're tearing down there's like four cars we're all following each other we're just bored out of our minds and we're ripping down this dirt road in my friend's camaro and uh you know when you're going down a dirt road like that, i mean it's night it's like nine thirty, ten o'clock mm-hmm. um <clears throat> You know, when you're going down a dirt road, it's all dust and everything. And I just remember where we are just going fast. And all of a sudden, he looks over at me and goes, watch this. Mm-mm. And he does one of those 180s like you did Mm-mm. and starts driving back at everybody else. Mm-hmm. And I all I remember <laughs> watching headlights veer off to either oh side of the road, just ripping through there. That's terrifying. Yeah, it was, it was like, okay, that was dumb. But at the same time, it was kind of fun. Uh, so we would find ourselves in dumb situations like that. So, yeah,
1: yeah. that's
0: you know, high school was high school was built upon good, bad, and the stupid. So
1: I did a lot of volunteering. I didn't do any. Oh, I did a lot.
0: I didn't volunteer.
1: <clears throat> I helped run a musical at my church, and mm-hmm. th- we had Denny was a leader, um, and he actually really enjoyed the physical like get out and help your community kind of volunteering. Yeah. And he figured out that the city of Dallas had a program for youth to volunteer and you essentially like would pick a project. They'd give yeah. the baseline of what it required and how many people it would take and how long it would take. Mm-hmm. They would require, they would supply all of the trash cans, oh, the trash cool. bags, any tools you needed. Yeah. So he would go online, he would pick the project and we would just show up with a bus of, like, 50 kids yeah. and knock it out. And yeah. that was actually really fun. We enjoyed that.
0: Those, Yeah, I mean, we did a couple of things like that. Um, but I don't, I mean, we weren't doing that, like, every week. But we had our, yeah, we had our projects we would do. We did, yeah. you know, local stuff. We'd go to CCA and sort food. and um, Ooh,
1: we had a weird one. Yeah. We went to go help a homeless shelter. But we were cleaning up people's apartments that lived there. Okay. And I didn't mind it per se from a point of like, let's assist these people. Yeah. What was weird was like, they weren't told about it. Uh Uh-huh. And we just showed showed up. up. (laughs) And like anybody, like you change and your underwear's on the floor and there's a 15-year-old girl looking at you and you're in a a 60 year old male and you're like, I'm here to pick up your trash.
0: That's gross. It
1: it was not, it it made us all feel real weird. So we kind of just stopped. We (laughs) we went and asked the manager. We're like, is there anything else we could do to help? (laughs) And we Mm -hmm. ended up painting. There was a piece inside, you know, kind of some structural stuff they needed painted. So we did that, but that was so awkward. I just remember washing somebody's dish being like, I don't mind this, but like they're sitting on the couch Yeah, and like, (laughs) <laughs> this is weird. Yeah,
0: yeah we uh, yeah, I mean, we had our. Boy, well, I don't even remember anything like. I mean, we went we went down to Dallas, like down by Fair Park one time, and went door to door inviting Ooh. people to Easter services. That was interesting.
1: Door inviting people to Easter services in Flower Mound?
0: No, 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 at a place down there. Oh, there was like a mission okay. down there, but we would go door to door uh all the way in the fair park area. We would have we had an adult with us, but you know, it's just kind of like, okay, I am definitely not in Flower Mound.
1: Did you have sister churches in Haiti. Okay. We had sister churches in South Dallas. Oh, okay. They don't exist anymore. Yeah. But that we would always so they would plan something like a VBS mm-hmm. and we would just be the manpower. So they gotcha. wouldn't have to worry about volunteers or anything. Mm-hmm. That was a super enjoyable time for me i enjoyed that
0: i don't think we yeah we didn't i mean we there were no i don't think that i think see at the time when we were going there were there were some churches in the area but nothing like what you have now because we got big ones now and it really wasn't like that i mean this was early 90s and we were decent size i mean we were Mm. several hundred people but um it, we and eventually exploded into the thousands. But right. um,
1: I lived in a weird area. Well,
0: you were down in a highly populated, highly with churched a, with a historical church,
1: with lots of other historical yeah, churches, surrounded
0: by historical churches where we had only yeah. been in, we'd only been around for ten years, maybe. Yeah. Uh,
1: I did enjoy though, like every time we went to one of these sister churches, it was in a different yeah. area, so I got to see, you know, how different. People in that near me lived. Yeah, yeah, that was fun, and
0: that's cool. That is always that's always fun. So, Um, but yeah, I mean, I think.
1: Okay, here's a question. Okay, anything, one thing you would have changed if you could about high school? Um,
0: I would have gone in. Okay, so I would have gone in more reserved and come out more confident.
1: Oh, I
0: think I came in cocky. Yeah. Um, and that set, well, and that started in middle school. But I came in um, kind of a jerk and as the new hmm. kid, even in middle school. And uh, I think if I had, if I had just played it cool and not been such a big personality trying to impress everybody yep. and developed that over time, but then come out more confident, I think that would have been a much bigger thing because it's almost mm. like I went in reverse. So when I came out of high school, I was, I was a little more timid. Um, yeah. I had, I had a lot of, I lacked a lot of confidence coming out of it. So, uh, if I had to do it differently, I would, you know, seeing it now, I would have gone back and kind of, uh, kind of reversed the flow of things and, and okay. done more, you know, done different. What about you?
1: That's really interesting. Okay. So this, I would have done similar, but I would have been more confident, so I found once I was more confident in myself and being okay with people not inviting me places and all mm-hmm. that, that the joy that came out of my life was so much more. Yeah, I mean, I just let go of envy and it was replaced with joy. Mm-hmm. And if I had done that in 10th grade, 10th yeah. grade is the year I really struggled. I actually didn't struggle with it much in 9th, but 10th I did. Uh-huh. I think my... Uh, there were... I, to be honest, I would have taken chances yeah. with boys specifically. Yeah, I would have
0: taken chances with girls too. Yeah, I would have asked them out.
1: I wish I would not have sat around and thought, I wonder if he thinks I'm pretty. <laughs> Who cares? Because in three years, you'll never see him again.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: And that's what I wish I had the courage. Now, in college, I had a great time. Yeah, That yeah. was not an issue in college. And I really don't regret any. We'll talk. We have a whole episode coming on boyfriends and girlfriends. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna, we thought that'd be fun to talk about.
0: No, y- yeah, I think, I think I'd have been more confident. I, I Unfortunately, at one of my high schools, I didn't have to wonder whether they thought I wasn't handsome. They told me.
1: Yeah, I was told were, as well. Yeah,
0: they were mean. They would just yeah. be like, yeah, you're ugly. Um, so that didn't help. But at the same time, I think that had probably more to do with an obnoxious personality than anything else.
1: Yeah, I it definitely hit me. So my senior year. Mm-hmm plus 1 year of college so like my freshman year after college. Yeah. Um I was back I was in Dallas and I was a lifeguard and one I happened to be a lifeguard by my house at the Lake Highlands Rec Center pool. I was nice. the manager there. <laughs> Actually this would have been my sophomore year in college. And one of my classmates that I he was super nice but yeah, he came yeah. around the corner and he saw me standing there and he looked at me and he goes Wow, you've really grown up. He meant that in yeah. multiple ways. I understand that. But the reality is, nothing on me had changed. Yeah. I didn't gain weight, lose weight. It every ounce of it had to do with the courage and confidence yeah. I had in college versus early high school.
0: Yeah, you're carrying yourself in a very different way that people and that, and that yeah. goes back to you know, ultimately, is it is about how you carry yourself, right? You know, obviously, people are attracted to people by how they look, but at the yeah. same time, they they do want to see a confident, yeah, uh, they want to be led demeanor. by someone who's confident, yeah, yeah. exactly. So, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. I don't have any questions.
1: Questions? For you? Oh,
0: I mean, you talked about That's a lot okay. of things.
1: It's been a really long month. It has been a long apparently, month. Apparently, that I
0: missed. Yeah, you missed a whole month. It's been a long <laughs> summer, and I remember it all. So Yeah. yeah,
1: it's, um, but, uh,
0: So you said we're going to talk about boyfriends and girlfriends. Is that next week?
1: No, that's okay, not next week. any time. So we had talked about, and I don't know if you would like to do this or not, we had talked about discussing, um, since we've done high school, um, what were we going to talk about? Oh, our gifting. So talking about kind of like oh, our, yeah. our our natural born abilities yes. versus yes. what we've worked really hard at to uh-huh. create because we felt we needed it or our job required it yeah. or yeah. whatever that might be.
0: Yeah, I think that, yeah, that'd be fun. Okay, we'll do yeah. that one. I can do that one. Yeah,
1: it's so for those of you listening, we try to alternate with things that are kind of silly or funny stories yeah. with something that's a little more serious.
0: Yeah, we felt like tonight so, after in, in returning would not be great to get back into the groove of it with something serious. That could be yeah, I just catastrophic.
1: Feel like normally, I've got to get back into the groove of this. I just yeah. I'm trying to think of things that happen that I'm like, what do I have to show for August? Yeah, and I'm blank on. <laughs> Like, even great stories. Well, now that
0: you're talking about it, I can't even remember. See? so Like,
1: my birthday happened. It you, was great. Yeah,
0: you had a good birthday, but then, like, at, in between that and now, I don't remember. I we think started you erased school. the oh, memory.
1: I was real naughty at a theater. Oh,
0: yeah, we both were.
1: Well, not you so much.
0: You, I, were, you were sassy.
1: Um, so, I'm going to just tell the story. Okay. Okay. Speaking of high school, it was our daughter's last senior year of high school. And I, f- whole, I totally understand that volunteers are the reason that booster clubs exist, and I understand why. Let me say this before everyone gets mad at me. <laughs> we have struggled since Jess was in uh, four, fifth, sixth grade with booster clubs and volunteering. They don't make it easy. It is a It can be a very popular kids club event. Um, It is geared towards non-working parents and everything they do is geared towards non-working parents. That has been our experience. It is very hard for me after five years of this to get on board with supporting the Booster Club with last year's gift of everyone gets a hoodie instead of replacing all the microphones in the theater. (laughs) That's fine. So, we went to orientation.
0: Uh-huh.
1: I walk in the door. Something you have to remember is Nathan and I lead a lot of things. That's not good or bad. We just do. And one of those things that we lead, more Nathan more than I is meetings often. <laughs> so when we get in there, the first thing we see are signs, directions, But the only directions are go to room Exhibition A, L1T, or whatever. Well, and there's not even
0: a handout. It's a sign you have to take a picture of.
1: Yeah, it's a sign you have to take a picture of. But the names of the rooms don't make any sense. They're not in order. Nor is there a map as to where these rooms might be. And I'm going to say that we're talking about this covering 40,000 square feet of us having to guess.
0: Yeah, it's... uh... The the names given were the slang kind of everyday usage names, not the actual numbers of the rooms.
1: Even if they had given us the numbers.
0: We still wouldn't have known.
1: There was eight halls off of one hallway that we were walking down with all different names and sub halls within those halls. We had no clue. So they're like, go to L12937, whatever. (laughs) We have no idea. So we just literally start walking straight to where people are because that's what you do. We find apparently a registration table Yep. and I sit down and and it starts asking me, you know, my daughter had said, no, I, I can't go to this competition because I didn't know I had to meet this certain car- criteria or whatever. Mm-hmm. So don't sign me up. So when I was signing up, I, you know, I checked box one and two, which is all I needed to do. And somebody came, one of the moms looked at me and said, you didn't check box three. Didn't you say your kid was a senior? I said, yeah, but they didn't think she was good enough or something. I was being joking, like I was being canned or Well, silly. well
0: it wasn't just that. What you said was, my daughter wasn't told the information she yes. needed to do to get into that.
1: Yeah. So I yeah. guess she's not good enough or something. That's what you said. As soon as something came out of my mouth, that last word, I heard the teacher from a table over go, um... If you need help, you can read the directions on the wall and looked at me. <laughs> so I was like, whatever. I went and looked and read all of it. I then go to pay. Salespeople, <laughs> you could make a killing training booster clubs how to sell their craft.
0: Oh my gosh. It's, yeah.
1: I sit down at this table where they're taking money. Granted, let me say, this new regime
0: uh-huh. is I love how you call it a regime. Yeah. It's like it's a dictatorship.
1: Yes. Well, you know. It
0: is a um, little bit.
1: They are very nice. Yeah. Previously, that has not been my experience. This these people are very nice. Yeah. Okay. So this is the sales pitch I get. Oh, I see you didn't want to join Booster Club. Are you sure?
0: <laughs>
1: Correct. Well, I'm just letting you know you will miss every one of our emails. If you don't join Booster Club.
0: (laughs) Okay. Um,
1: You're not going to sell me anything by telling me I get less emails. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So I looked at her and I said, this is where I was a horrible parent. And I said, yes, my experience with Booster Club has been terrible in the past. I have no interest in joining. She just looked at me and said, Well, we have all new leadership. I'm like, that's fine. I hope you have a good year. Yeah. (laughs) I wish you the best of luck.
0: I think if I think if they had said to me, you won't get any emails if you don't sign up, I would have been, thank God. Yeah. (laughs) And then just walked away. Well,
1: I was a little nicer than that. But I just I literally I said, I hope you have a great year and I paid and she didn't know what to do. Yeah. You did (laughs)
0: you were very proud of that too. (laughs) So was our daughter. She was proud of that as well. Yeah.
1: So and like I said, the Booster Club at Jessica's High School now I feel like is much nicer. And they, it was more organized than yeah, the past. Yeah, Much kinder than the past. As yeah.
0: Well. The la- yeah. It was a lot of coercion the last one.
1: Um, so then we go to the meeting. The meeting is not clear what meeting. There's like eight meetings happening at one time. We mm-hmm. don't know where we're supposed to go or what room to go in. So we just start walking and following people. We don't know who these people are. Yeah. So I end up following them into a room that's having a meeting. I'm like, perfect. This is a theater meeting. We're in the right room. I stand there for 20 minutes. And at the end, Jess comes in after the speech is finished, but everything's quiet. And she looks at me while everyone can hear and goes, why are you in here, mom? This is not the right meeting.
0: I think my favorite part of that was I actually followed you into the classroom, and then when I saw everybody was in there, I backed out like that Homer Simpson backing into the bushes. bushes. I was just like,
1: I was
0: out of that class as fast as I could. I stood in the hallway while you stood there. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So then we got out of there. Then um, we went back into that exact same room because it was the room we were supposed to be in, but 10 minutes later. Yeah,
0: we were supposed to be in the second meeting
1: then they requested somebody, what did they say, somebody who looks good?
0: You said, no, they said, you can come volunteer. um, And even if you only know how to stand there and look good, we can use you.
1: Yep. And I said, that's good because that's what my husband does best.
0: Yeah. You pointed at me too. Real loud and pointed at him. pointed at me. Um,
1: Nobody thought that was funny. Nobody laughed
0: except Jessica, me, and you.
1: Right. So, you know, um, that was. We uh, were disruptive. That was basically the end of the night. Yep. There was, a, there was a speaking part where they told us all the rules that we've heard for. Oh, we times. didn't even listen to that. But we had we met, seen a sweet friend, and we talked to him for a while, and that was a great conversation. We literally
0: had a conversation in the middle of the presentation it was with fine. another person. And it was And you know what? So awesome. I didn't
1: miss anything.
0: No, I knew it all.
1: So I was very happy with that, and I'm thankful for the conversation I had, and we went home.
0: Yep, yep, <laughs> we went home. Never again will we do that Yeah. until Garrett decides he wants to do theater. Yeah, he's
1: already in theater, so...
0: So in some ways, you know, we still get to experience high school through that. we missed
1: a meeting or two.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we have. (laughs) Has he had meetings? I don't know. Oh, well. He keeps us up to date, and he understands.
1: Yep. All that to say, that is my great experience from the last (laughs) um, month. Month, so. So that's all I got. All right. Yeah. Well,
0: uh, maybe next week we'll remember more. So yeah. Well, cool. We hope you guys are having a uh, your your fall has kicked off well. Hopefully, it has not been crazy. Hopefully, you who not have been dragged to uh, un, uncountable numbers. I don't even know if that's a mm-hmm. word. Uncountable numbers of booster clubs. Mm-hmm. But uh,
1: join them all.
0: Join them all. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, until next time when we come to you from the game room, mm-hmm. Kim. Mm-hmm. Do you want to say bye?
1: This is Kim.
0: This is Nathan.
1: Hope you have a great week. Have
0: a good one, and we will see you guys next week.